welcome to another bonus episode of the Giants of the Faith podcast. My name is Robert Daniels, and I'm the host of this show. I talked quite a bit about and around the Nicene Creed in episode 10 that featured Athanasius. It occurred to me that some of you may not be super familiar with the Nicene Creed, so I thought I'd dedicate a brief, a very brief, special episode to it. The Nicene Creed was adopted at the First Council of Nicaea in 325 AD and updated in 381 at the First Council of Constantinople. For this reason, it's sometimes referred to as the Nicene-Constantinopolitan Creed, but I'm going to stick with a shorter, easier-to-pronounce name. So these church councils were gatherings of bishops from all over Christendom. They met to discuss and debate points of theology, church practice, doctrine, scripture, and a lot more. They were important to solidifying and harmonizing the Christian faith and the ways it was taught and understood, and we owe a great debt to the men that dedicated themselves to the truth and to preserving the faith for future generations. The Nicene Creed is and has been the litmus test for Christian orthodoxy. Churches and denominations that can affirm the Nicene Creed are understood to be authentic or orthodox Christian. Those that cannot are not. The Creed was written as a clarification of church beliefs and teachings, and was, at least in part, a response to the Arianism crisis of the 4th century. Arianism is the belief that Christ is not eternal, and the Son is not equal to the Father. It's a heresy that lives on, but the Nicene Creed helps give Christians a point of reference to examine teachings against. It isn't scripture, but it is an important tool for us. Every word in the Nicene Creed was carefully considered and is important. It explains our understanding of the Trinity, Christ, the unity of the Church, and more. I'm going to read an English translation of the Creed to finish up this show. This version is from the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, though there are other equivalent English translations available. So it begins, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So some translations or versions will say, I believe in one holy Catholic church. Uh, This one says Christian. I think it's mainly not to be confused with the Roman Catholic church, Catholic meaning uh, the entirety of the Christian church. And that's it. It's brief, concise, and a clear statement of the essential doctrines of Christianity. 
If you hadn't heard it or read it before, I hope this brief look at the Nicene Creed has encouraged you. To me, it's pretty cool to think about the generations and generations of people that have lived and died in the last 2,000 years that have believed and affirmed the same important doctrine that we still hold firm to today. I hope you've enjoyed this brief look at the Nicene Creed. Until next time, God bless.